Welcome to uh, to Inspire Magazine, Health and Fitness Magazine. I'm very fortunate again to have my good friend come on, uh, David Essel. Uh, David, welcome. Dennis, it's great to be back, brother. Hey, it's it's very good to get out and get you on the air again. So, David is a great leader in personal development, um, best-selling author, author multiple times over, a counselor, master life, relationship and business coach. You, you help everybody in all areas of your life, David. You, you've been a mentor be, to me before I even met you. Um, love your material. Uh, everybody who's out there, please listen. David is not afraid to tackle the topics that others are, and uh, he's, he's, he's willing to help in any way, shape, or form. So love his stuff. Make sure if I forget, check him out at David's uh, um, Essel, his daily uh, blog or, or video blog, I should say. So uh, welcome, David. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. um, so... First of all, I just want to kind of, you know, because we, we go over a lot of content, so I'm going to kind of dive right into it when you and I get on the, uh, the webcam here. So um, first of all, I mean, I know you're in personal development and you're, you've always done coaching, and that's a big part now of really a lot of people don't understand of all aspects of your life is weight loss, health, fitness. Every, a lot of people who are successful, that's a key component. And my question is, is, how did you get to that journey and um, what really resonated with you to start helping people in that aspect of their life? Dennis, I was pretty fortunate. You know, ever since I was a young kid, I always was put in the position of leadership. I think it's just a natural, you know, some of us are born leaders and other people can learn it. You know, the great news is whether you're born with it or you have to learn it, if you have to learn it, you can learn it. Yeah. It's, it's not some genetic gift that only certain people have, right? So, but, but I, I've always been, you know, I was a point guard um, in college, you know, obviously high school, college, I, I played, you know, point guard division one. Um, I was a pitcher in baseball. So I've always been in a position of leadership and it just sort of naturally, you know, flowed when I graduated with my master's degree that I wanted to work with athletes as a sports psychologist. And so I would help them overcome their mental barriers. You know, they're like, I, I never really worked with anyone if it was a tennis player on their strokes or a basketball player. I have worked with basketball players one-on-one, -on -one. golfers. You know, it didn't matter because my work was here with the mind. Right. And I think that if we get into that mindset of service, we can work with anyone, Dennis. Like, I don't have to be a golfer to right. know how to help someone get their mindset for golf, right? So... I was fortunate as a little kid, I was just put in these kind of positions. And then it naturally in 1980, when I started my business 40 years ago, which is amazing to think about, um, you know, of course I was two, so it was even more amazing to think that at two, old, that's perfect. <laughs> I, love it. I could pull this off. Right. But, exactly. but <laughs> it's, it's been a, a, a position that I've loved helping people to many times Dennis see a potential that they don't even see. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree more. That's excellent. That's really good to really good to hear. And you making light on being a natural born leader, starting your business at two. It just shows. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh well David, in your books you mentioned that uh about seventy percent of the US population is overweight or obese. Why do you think that is? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's not first, Dennis, because I think this is a really important point. Um, it is not based on genetics. 70% of the U.S. population being overweight, it's not genetics. The University of Florida study came out years ago showing that only about 6% of obese individuals or people that struggled with a lot of weight had a genetic link. 
Well, Dennis, wow. that means 94% of us that are overweight, it's lifestyle related. You know, so we have a huge problem in the US. And, and what's really sad is that a lot of us that are overweight or obese, we don't notice the complications until we're in our 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s when they really pile up. You know, when we're talking about diabetes, losing legs, losing feet and limbs, um, we're talking about open heart surgery that still is done today. We're talking about stents, bypass. I mean, there's so many complications down the road to what we're facing right now. But you, you and I both know this, Dennis. When we're 10 and overweight or 20 or 30 or 40, we still think that we're immortal. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we, we just don't think, oh, that's not going to affect us. You know, um, being overweight and having trouble with sugar, cholesterol, et cetera, that, that's, that's not going to affect me down the road. Or I'll take care of it down the road. I'm only 20, 30, 40, or 50. But those years come quick. And all of a sudden, when you're hitting one complication after another, and we haven't even talked about the mindset. When you struggle with weight, your confidence drops, your self-esteem drops, your self-worth drops. Yeah. And this isn't a judgment on my part. It's just a pure fact. We cannot open, take our clothes off, look in the mirror and see rolls of fat and feel good yeah. about that. You know, now, because it's only 6% related to genetics, the great news is, and this is what I tell all these people that take our course, Weight Loss Now and Forever, is that you can change it. You can readily change it. You know, we've got stories of people losing 240 pounds and keeping it off for 10 years, Dennis. So, wow. you know, like the very first thing, I, I, this, this interview with you and I, it's an interview of hope. Yep. Absolutely. Because I want you to know that with the correct mindset, the correct action with your diet and exercise, you can lose any amount of weight that you want to. It may take a while, but let, don't let that get in the way of going after something that's gonna radically improve every area of your life. Yeah, and it also didn't just come overnight either. So you, know, you gotta put the work in backwards. Just Isn't like, that the truth? Yeah. You, you gotta put the work in backwards there, so yep. Yes. If you would have gained it overnight, you might be able to lose it, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> That's right. So, and actually, one thing I want to touch on there, David, and, and get your advice from, I, I've always found it's, it's like, you know, with surrounding yourself with the five people, you're the average of those five people, your income's the average of those five people. It's the same thing for health and weight loss, but you have to remember, I think people have to remember that I've never, you and I, I, I mean, I consider you a friend, we've never met one-on-one. -on -one. But I watch your videos. I feel like I've known you for eight years or whatever it is. And so you can have an accountability partner. And also you can hold yourself. There's multiple ways, I should say. You don't have to have somebody at the gym with you. Now, I think that would help more. Sure. But you, there's Facebook groups. There's having a coach. Yeah. All sorts of things that you can do to uh, help yourself get to that next level and get a, an accountability partner. So. Yeah, it's, you know, a, a number of years ago, a friend of mine, Harvecker, came out with his number one best-selling book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. When he came out with the book, it, Dennis, it went nuts. It, it was number, it went the fastest personal growth to number one on the New York Times bestseller list ever. It's so I had him on the show, it, right? What's that? It's still killing it, isn't oh, it? Oh, it still is killing yeah. It's a great book. I highly recommend it, you know? And so I, I got Harv to, to be my, my business financial coach for one hour. And I said to him, listen, this is my goal. And, and I'm going to tell the quick story, even though it's not related to weight loss, it is. And I'm going to make that transition. Okay. 
So he said to me, what's your goal? And I said, I want to double my income. He said, how long? I said, one year. He said, what's your income? I told him. He goes, wow, that's a lot to achieve in a year. And I said, don't you think I can do it? He goes, oh, I know you can do it. He said, so let me ask you a couple more questions. When did you set this goal? I said, well, it's been two years ago now that I set it. He said, have you accomplished it yet? I said, no. And he said, who is it that's holding your feet to the fire? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, who's your business coach? I said, Harv, I think you are. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm not the one. He goes, well, who is it? I said, I don't have one. He said, David Essel, you've been trying for two years to do something and you haven't reached outside of yourself. He said, let me ask you another question. Do you really feel that you've done everything within your power to accomplish this goal? And I said, absolutely. And he said, David Essel, you're lying. He said, I'm going to stop right here. I want you to understand the lie. He said, the lie is if you actually were doing everything that is possible for you to double your income, you would have already hired a business coach. You would have already been on, on with them doing whatever they ask you for as long as he goes, are you planning on taking a vacation this year? I said, yeah. He said, no, you're not. He said, I want you 365 days committed to this goal. He goes, that's what, he goes, so let me repeat. Number one, commit 365 days to your major goal, David Essel. Number two, hire a coach. I'm going to tell you who to hire when we get off of this call. You're going to start tomorrow with them and you will achieve your goal. Dennis, 365 days later, I achieved the goal. But how was it? You know, like Harbecker didn't play games. He said, are you doing everything? I said, yes. He said, no, you're not. Right. He goes, you need to hire. And he goes, you need to get more serious. He goes, don't go on vacation for a year. You're not going to die. Put that time into your huge goal. He said, at the end of the year, you're going to be so happy you did. And Dennis, he was right. In weight loss, it's the same freaking thing. The end result is going to be amazing. When yeah. you lose 30 pounds and keep it off, you feel incredible. When you lose 100 and keep it off, you feel even more incredible. Right. And then like my friend Evelyn Keeling, who we write about in our books, she lost 240 pounds, has oh, kept it off for years, cleaned up her diet, became a bodybuilder in her 50s, Dennis. Now, 240 pounds is a hell of a lot of weight, but she had accountability partners. She had fully cleaned up her diet and got rid of everything that was her comfort foods. And that's what it takes. So if you're sitting with us right now or you're reading right now this interview and we're sharing with you the steps, please take these steps seriously. They work and they're not that complicated. Right. You know, that, Dennis, that's one of the great things about any of our programs for sure. And I'm sure other people who do my work will feel the same way. It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you, you had mentioned something about there's a different path for everyone. Well, for some people, the intermittent diet works and for other people, it sucks. For some people, keto works and others, it sucks. For some people, you know, like there is not a diet. Some people love South Beach. Some people, you know, there isn't one program that works for everyone. And you said that earlier, and it's really true. So what we do with our clients is we match them. We find out about their lifestyle, their history, what they were raised with, the type of food they were raised with, you know, what meal times were like. And then we individually create a program that will be geared towards them towards what they want. So, you know, I would never say to someone who eats a lot of meat, you've got to become a vegan in order to accomplish your goals. Nor would I tell a vegan who is skinny and scrawny and had crappy looking hair, you got to start eating a lot more meat. Right? <laughs> it's like, hey, listen, everyone has challenges. There's no diet that's perfect, but let's find the one that's perfect for you.
And you think, too, David, I mean, this is a good time to talk about it, it around tax time. We see so many clients who they go and it's tax time, they get their refund, and that's the time to do this, you know, spend our money on this, vacation this, car this, all those different things, which are great. You know, they, a lot of people see it as some type of reward. Right. But if you're overweight and you haven't been able, like you said, you know, okay, now it's year three and I haven't hit that goal. Take some of that money and invest yeah. in a program like yours and see how much more excited you are to go on that vacation next tax season or whatever it may be. Take care of yourself. Yeah, Dennis, and that's a very logical approach. And, and one thing I want to mention again, and I know that we think we're immortal, and I know that we think that that stroke that happened to my uncle who was overweight is not going to happen to me. You know, that thing that happened to someone else who's overweight is not going to happen to me. So what we have to do is we have to be a little bit more open-minded and proactive and say, let, if, if people were to Google right now, what is the ramifications of carrying 30 extra pounds for my entire life? You'll be blown away at the negative ramifications. What's the ramifications of, of, of carrying 50 or 75 or 100 extra pounds for the rest of my life? The diseases, the complications are mind-blowing. You know, now the cool thing is, is that when you reverse it, the reverse happens, right? So okay. you're gonna, when, when, when you say, what, how is my body going to change when I lose this 40 pounds and keep it off for 10 years? I can tell you a ton of great stuff. You're going to have higher self-confidence, higher self-esteem. You're going to sleep better. You're going to have more energy. You're going to want to do things that maybe you don't do today because you don't feel comfortable, whether it's going to the beach or whatever it might be, right? There are so many powerful changes that will happen if you're willing to put the investment into you now and you have to recognize that you're the most important person to be healthy. If you, if you have children, oh my God, be that role model. Be yeah. that freaking role model. I don't care if they're adult children. Show them what you can do at 60, 70, 80. You know, if you have little kids, be that role model. Show them how you can change because you are that important. Now, let's say you're an adult child and you're overweight and you're watching this and your mom and dad is overweight. Do it for yourself and for them. See if you can get them engaged. See if they'll walk with you. See if they'll do it. You know, Dennis, this morning I was on a radio show in Des Moines, Iowa. And the guy wanted to talk about this. I did a, a, the motivational minute this morning that you referred to earlier is about weight loss. Okay. And, and a study that I shared in, in, the, in the, the video is very fascinating. And it even blew my mind that it was true. And this is what they did. They took two different groups of people. One group walked 60 minutes a day, all in a row, seven days a week. The other group walked six times a day for 10 minutes. At the end of the study, there was no difference in weight loss. It didn't matter. Why is that? Because calorie burned is moving mass over distance. That's how we burn calories, is moving mass over distance or mass against resistance. So if you're walking, you're walking a distance. If you're on a treadmill, you might hit incline. Now you're against resistance. If you're on a stationary bike, you increase the, the, the difficulty. Now you're increasing resistance and the more calories you burn, right? But from a weight loss point of view, if you don't have time, we just blew that out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> because get up five minutes earlier, walk five minutes out your door and five minutes back, you got 10 minutes done. At 10 o'clock in the morning, get up from your desk, walk five minutes out, five minutes back, you're done. At, you know, 
we can lose weight in so many creatively different ways. Yeah, I, I love that. And I couldn't agree more. I have a set of dumbbells, two different sets of dumbbells in my office. They're <laughs> hit in the corner. I love it. And you know, eight times a day, at least I'm doing some type of, type of reps, even when I work out in the morning, just to keep my, just keep things going and just, and then if I have a day where something comes up, I have those there to do in between stuff because, wow. you know, we're busy, we're busy yes. people. So, you know, if you've ever been sat on hold, I was on the hold, uh, on hold to the health insurance company yesterday. I was doing curls, you know, <laughs> have them on speakerphone. There you go. You know, might as well. I'm sitting here on hold anyway, right? What are you missing out on that you're not thinking about? Yeah. Really? What are you, and, it, and be honest with yourself. You don't have yeah. to show me the answers. Yeah. Really think about what you're missing out on by not being able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And there's a lot, you know, there's a, a lot of my clients that when they came in and we worked together and they were very overweight, they can't believe the things they're doing. Now, you know, a, a simple example, I have season tickets to a local college basketball team and, um, and across the court uh, was a, a client of mine years ago, number of years ago. She couldn't go to certain events like movie theaters because she couldn't sit in the seats. Right. The, the seats that she had at the basketball game were in a box and she couldn't fit in the seat in the box. Now she's in there and she's fitting in perfectly. And that's an example of how radically people's lives can change. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, I do, you know, you describe in your books that a lot of people um, that believe or that you believe that 95% of people who are overweight and obese are emotional eaters. And I agree with you there. I was hoping for our, for our listeners, you could explain that. Yeah. With emotional eaters, what we're doing is something comes up. Now, if you have a pen and paper, I'm going to give you a partial list that I'd like you to write down. Okay. I'm ready. The emotions that we don't want to deal with are the emotions that create the desire to escape via food. Okay, so emotional eaters are trying to escape from dealing with certain emotions. And it works perfectly because food is a drug. And I'll explain more of that in a second. So boredom. Lots of people become emotional eaters because they're bored and they don't know what to do with their time. So they mindlessly eat while they're watching television, in the car driving, whatever it might be. Shame and guilt. A lot of overweight people have a lot of shame and guilt because they haven't taken care of their bodies. And so instead of feeling the shame and guilt, which I'll talk about again in a second, you can cover it up with food and not feel it for a period of time. Resentment, anger, and rage. There's a lot of women that I work with who are overweight that have extreme amount of hidden resentment, anger, and rage. Now, in our society, if a woman is angry, she's called a bitch. If a man is angry, he's called an angry man. So what women have learned is to decrease their outward expression of anger because they don't want to be called a bitch. And one of the ways that people that struggle with emotional eating do that is by eating food. So you're angry, you're upset, and you go and grab something. Now, how does this food stuff work? I mentioned earlier about the pleasure center of the brain. So emotions arise in the brain. That's where we, we, we feel, that right in the skull, we feel the boredom, we feel the anxiety, we feel the depression. I didn't even mention anxiety and depression as emotions. Oh my God. <laughs> anxiety and depression will drive people into emotional eating. Not that you have to eat emotionally if you have anxiety or depression, but that's how a lot of people use poor coping skills. And emotional eating, Dennis, that's really what it is. It's a poor coping skill. But let's say that you're really bored 
and you're sitting on your couch. Well, you have enough sugar, which might just be three or four cookies, or you have enough salt, which might be a couple potato chips. You have enough white flour or enough fat, and then those food sources go right to the pleasure center of the brain, and they start to numb emotion. So we have people that'll eat a complete pizza, not even recognize they ate it because they're bored, not because their body was starving a complete, it needed a complete pizza. Right. You know, so we look at when you're driving in the car, what do you do? If you eat while you're driving in the car, it's an emotional eater. If you struggle with weight, that's something that has to go. You know, in, in, in one of our books, I tell the story of Tracy. This is a great freaking story. And I just did it as a, a motivational minute. So it's coming up in the near future. Let's definitely talk about the subconscious mind because I love that topic and everything. And it, people don't understand it enough, I think, sometimes. I know, you're right, Dennis. And it is confusing to understand, but we can make it pretty simple. Yeah. If we don't change the subconscious, what I'm about to explain, nothing will change. Okay, this is how important this is. So there's two parts of the mind. The conscious mind is with Dennis and David right now. You're reading this, you're watching this, you're listening to this, whatever it might be. The conscious mind is engaged. Maybe even the conscious mind is going, you know, that makes a lot of sense. I need to do that. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. I need to do that. Okay, that's all consciousness. Yeah. The subconscious mind is where the success lies or the failure lies. So the subconscious mind only cares about one thing, Dennis, and that is to keep us in the root or the rut that we're in right now. And it will fight like hell to keep the pattern that we have fed the subconscious mind, the type of food we eat, the amount that we eat, exercise or no exercise, emotional eating, food addiction, all of that is stored in the subconscious mind. And remember what I said, the subconscious mind will fight like hell to keep the patterns that we have fed it. No one else is feeding it these patterns. Yeah. So if we get home at night and the TV comes down and we sit down and we start eating mindlessly, that's a subconscious response to television. That's a subconscious response to not knowing how to cope with the stress of the day or fatigue. Once we turn the subconscious mind around, it becomes this outrageous ally. Now, with all of my weight loss clients, we get them over time, and it can take between three and six months at the longest a year to totally turn that subconscious around, where they will walk in. You know, there's, there's certain restaurants that have buffets, right? And we all know them. And you know, there's Chinese ones, and there's salad ones, and everything else. And, and we are used to going in, we talked about earlier, let's supersize everything. Yeah. And, and I had a client that used to go to only those type of restaurants so she could eat all she could. And at the end of one of the restaurants is a fondue bar. This is nothing but trouble, baby. There's yeah. a dark chocolate fondue streaming through. There's a cheese with this and a cheese with that. Whenever she went in, her subconscious mind, the pattern set was, that's my reward. That's my reward for working hard. That's my reward for putting up with my husband. That's my reward for putting up with my kids. That's my reward, whatever it might be, right? We changed her subconscious mindset. She now goes into the same restaurant. She has a third of the food on her plate and she has never once gone to the fondue bar. That's because the subconscious mind was totally turned around. You know, anyone that drank for years and you don't drink and you don't have cravings, you have just turned the subconscious mind around. But here's the key. The subconscious mind can only be changed via action. 
It cannot be changed via your thoughts. So that's why affirmations of saying, you know, I'm a size six when you're a size 28, that doesn't do anything to help us. Now, in, you know, in the moment, it'll make you feel better because there'll be a cascade of chemicals, GABA, uh, dopamine, serotonin, that when you have a, an affirmation like, I am a size six and I love my body, well, you're gonna feel better for about 30 seconds. But it's not gonna stay because the subconscious is gonna go, whatever, you're a size 28. Yeah. You, can say, you can say you're a size six all day long. I don't care because we need to go eat. <laughs> That's yeah, how the yeah. subconscious responds, right? Yeah. And so it's the known. The subconscious is all about the known. So as we feed it a pattern that we eat this A, B, C, D, E, and we don't exercise, and when we're stressed, we reach for this, those patterns become ingrained. And what we want to do in the world of emotional eating and weight loss is that through the steps, we gradually turn that subconscious around until it's an ally. You know, in, in my experience, Dennis, after doing the work and changing my subconscious mind, you know, I can go to parties with cocaine. I can go to bars with people drinking and doing shots, and it doesn't affect me. It, it, it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel bad. It's just I've just risen to a new occasion, and there's no temptation. Yeah. With food, that's the same thing we have all our clients do. You know, the clients walk into a buffet, and they go, oh, I remember you used to eat that stuff. And they'll pick really healthy choices yeah. because they really appreciate the energy. They appreciate their bodies. They're filled with self-love and they're not going to sabotage themselves anymore. Yeah. Well, I know we've been talking for a while, David. Let me uh, wrap some things up here. What, what advice would you give somebody who's down that road of emotional eating or been overweight for a while? What advice would you get, give them? The one piece of advice you could give them to just get started, what would, you, what would it be? You know, I'd say the most important thing is to start journaling the food you eat and what you drink and the amount. I think that'd be step one. Um, you know, the brain has a chance to, to deny everything. So unless it's in writing, we're going to say, how'd you do over the last week? Oh, you know, I think I'm doing a lot better. Well, no, you're not. You haven't written anything down and we don't know if you're doing better. But I would say that the very first step is just take a little journal, maybe on your smartphone or have a pad of paper with you and just write down breakfast. You know, I ate this many eggs or I had this amount of toast or I had this amount of juice or whatever lunch. I had this in the car. I had this snacks. I had to start to get in touch with the amount of food and the type of food you're really eating. Get out of denial. Look at the reality. Dennis, that is really step number one, because without that, we have a tendency to trick our brain into thinking we're making good changes when we may not be. If you're making good changes, it'll show up in your writing. If you're not, it won't show up. And that's how we get real to begin. How to train the subconscious mind, how to, how to get it on point to where it's doing what you, you want to do on, your, on a conscious level. You know? Oh, absolutely. And Dennis, the other thing, I'm so glad you said that too, because part of our Weight Loss Now and Forever program is an audio that we've created for weight loss to help turn the subconscious mind around. So you know, in our Weight Loss Now and Forever program, people text us daily. They listen to the 30-minute audio every day because that is starting to turn that subconscious mind around. And then they combine that with the action steps of changing the type of food, the amount of food, when we eat, and we change the amount of exercise. So, you know, it, it's a, a really inclusive program that we say we're going to hit every angle of your existence, and that's what it takes to be successful. And I want to tell everybody, all our viewers out there, to understand that because what you're training them is not just 
on weight loss and whatnot. But if you can pick up those habits and learn how to train your brain, you can turn around. You're also getting personal coaching on a lot of other aspects <laughs> of your life from David Essel because that's going to that's gonna help you learn how to really treat life. So um, I kind of want to end uh, on a note of what kind of books and can you make sure you explain the program, anything that we missed on it, how they can get a hold of you for the program. Yeah. Uh, talk about your website a little bit, how to get a hold of you for the personal coaching on whatever they may need. Yeah, Dennis, we have um, talkdavid.com is the website, T-A-L-K-David.com, talkdavid.com is the website. The Weight Loss Now and Forever is underneath our specialty courses. And we have about 16 different specialty courses that we offer. Uh, and this is one of the most popular one, obviously, with 70% of the U.S. population struggling. We have a lot of people that we work with, and I love it. I think it's just so, it's exciting to see the yeah. changes that people see. It's really exciting when they hold up, you know, those the pants that were 17 sizes too big or the dress that was six sizes too big, you know, and then they go, I used to wear this and I don't anymore. I just love that kind of stuff. The other thing we offer that's a little unique is that we have what's called a 30-minute jumpstart session which means that you can work with me on the phone or Skype for 30 minutes. I can explain everything in more detail how this program would work really well for you. And then you have questions that I would answer. So at the end of 30 minutes, you're going to go, oh, God, yes, I'm ready. This is for me. And But we want people to feel secure. So if you go, well, I want to do the program and I'm going to start today, great. Sign up at talkdavid.com. My office will get back to you and create a program, a time and day that work for you no matter where you are in the world. Or you might go, you know, I need that 30 minutes with David to talk to him to get more detail. Excellent. Go ahead, sign up for the 30-minute jumpstart session, and then my, my, my team will set you up for you and I to do the 30 minutes. But even the 30 minutes, Dennis, is a move in a powerful direction. Don't discard it's only 30 minutes because let me go back to the subconscious. By you making that call for 30 minutes, you're telling the subconscious, we're going to change. What we're doing isn't working. Yeah. I need to get some help. So it's already starting to filter into the subconscious that you're ready for a new life. Yeah, that's terrific, terrific. And they can sign up right on your website, right? Talk yeah, it's so easy. You know, yeah. we, we make everything so easy. Thank God for technology, Dennis. You know, there's not a thousand calls. There's not, you know, missing each other and calling back. I mean, we do it via email and text until I work with a client. And then once I work with them, it's either going to be phone or Skype or in person. Um, but up until then, it's super smooth. We've got a great pro process that we've created to make it effortless for people that want to make the change and lose the weight for good. That's excellent. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate it as always, David. It is truly an honor. Um, please, everybody, you know, this is, you're going to not meet a personal coach like this that uh, gives it to you straight and helps you in your path to success without the fluff. Um, he's, he's been through it. He has a lot of experience. My good friend, David Essel. Thank you again, David, for being here. And uh, for everybody else, live to inspire. Thank you. Amen. Bye, Dennis. Bye. We'll see you.